You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry and look forward to spending another hour with you. Goldilocks optimizes balance, not being in the extreme, effectively finding the centeredness and leading from the middle, always towards reaching the goals by getting things just right. We'll renew our discussion on the centeredness, exploring how we need to prepare to succeed. Succeed in the information age, modeling after Goldilocks. We want to make sure our eternal quest for knowledge and knowledge-based success is approached in a way that it is not too hot and not too cold. We need to be able to understand the change of times, what the workplace requires, and make sure that our own pursuits remain relevant so that as we seek our own economic prosperity, we are able to find employment and find our economic empowerment. When, it, when things are just right, great things happen, not just in anything personal, but especially when it comes to planning ahead. As the old adage goes, our failure to plan is our plan to fail. And this holds true even as we seek our own economic empowerment and employment. To remain relevant and employable as professionals, we need to continually learn and make sure that we remain relevant. So today's episode is going to be focused on, are you ready? The information economy is here. It's not something that is coming. It's already here. Last week, uh, you had the opportunity to hear me have a discussion with the president of Southern Illinois University on how do we choose our education in a way that we are laying the foundation for our choices and our journey. Today, we are going to talk about how do we use that baseline knowledge and foundation to build our careers and take advantage of the economic pursuits, keeping in mind that learning is not a one and done thing. It is something that we have to continually fine tune so that we are relevant and it is an ongoing journey. Therefore, what we need to remember is every job we take on is not about, did I get the right qualifications to do my job and get started today? But how is that job evolving? How are the roles changing? How is a global marketplace in a consumer-driven technology era changing? And how do I keep my skills relevant so that I am continuously wanted in the workplace and the solutions I bring is going to add value to folks who are looking for solutions and services? And that becomes the fundamental trick in understanding and exploring and planning ahead for. Nobody is saying such a journey is easy because what that implies is 
everything is changing and the only constant in an economic marketplace is change. Change is our only constant. And it is very easy generationally to get stuck in what we knew and what we grew up expecting. And all of a sudden, right in front of our own eyes, our entire world has changed. And that can be scary. Change is scary. But it doesn't mean that we have to give in to that fear. And empowerment is about how do we tap into that fear and use that fear for a positive purpose to then use it as a springboard to find the solution instead of cowering to the fear and then sitting in a dark corner and saying, oh my God, I am gonna lose it all. And why is this important? And how can we truly look at this in terms of my situation, my circumstances, how big are they? How are they gonna force me to change? And how do I seek help? All of this starts with first doing a very, very clear self-examination, being honest with ourselves. Honest with ourselves in knowing where my gaps are, what do I need to do, but also honestly being able to see what lays ahead and what do I need to do to get from where I am to get to where I want to get to. Very much like a GPS system, but in a very personal way. When... In the modern day, we all drive with GPS. We are not used to looking at a map. When we put in the address we want to go to, the GPS system calibrates from where we are to where we need to get to. And during our drive, if anything changes, the GPS system automatically course corrects to get us to our intended destination. How do we develop that internal capability to self-assess our own economic journey and then continuously recalibrate as our careers, our professions, our industries change to remain relevant and continue that journey because the day we stop being relevant is the day we become unemployable. So it's very, very important to remember that as we plan our journeys ahead. And I would like to share a personal story, my story about change and how I had to deal with change as a starting point for everybody to start thinking about, well, we all face challenges. All our challenges are different, but as we go through those challenges, they seem huge. No one person's challenges and troubles are more scary than the other person's. For each person, their challenges are scary. In my case, my challenge and my scary uh, life change happened when I was a mere child growing up in my island nation, Sri Lanka. Most of my audience know by now I am from Sri Lanka. And as much as it was a beautiful country, we had wonderful education system. We were also embroiled in a 30-year civil war. All of a sudden, overnight, I became a refugee child while I was still in my eighth grade. As a refugee child, I had to walk through sniper shooting seven miles one way to go to school. But if I got to school, I got my taxpayer funded education. So I had the opportunity to find a way to survive and walk and get to class and finish my eighth grade so that I can then continue on my education to finish up the 10th grade. We had a British education system, which is called the GCE O-Levels. Once I finished my O-Levels, then I could leave the country and go anywhere to pursue higher education, or I would say high school. So did what I had to do. Finished my school, 
finished eighth grade as a refugee kid, came back to my hometown, went back to my school, finished ninth and 10th grade. But soon after the 10th grade, I left home, left everything I was familiar with, my language, my culture, my friends, my family, and I went to India. I went to India because it was the closest place for me to go to. If anything happened to my parents, I could come back. If I went too far, I couldn't come home. And in India, I pursued my education, but I had to switch to English. And here I was sitting in a classroom taking notes, but I did not know how to take notes in English. So I would fanatically take notes in my language based on what I thought my professors were saying. And then every evening I would use a dictionary and a glossary of terms and translate everything to make sense of what it is they taught me in class that day. So it was a process of learning to learn, learning to understand, learning to communicate, learning the words and the meaning and the content of things in order to finish my high school and then pursue an undergraduate degree. But one of the things I was quick in assessing is thank God for the Arabic numbers because nobody uses the Chinese numbers or the Roman numbers to do math or anything with regards to technology. Everything is the Arabic numbers. So that one I got down right. So as long as I chose numbers field and I was able to use numbers and logic and my math side of the brain, then I could spend more energy on learning the language. And so I pursued all my content in the fields of numbers and logic. So I ended up having a triple major in computer science, math, physics. So part of it is knowing where my skill was, knowing where the opportunities were gonna be when I finished school because I knew I was not gonna go back into a war zone. I had to go back out into the Western world to seek employment and not just seek employment, but get my family out of a war zone. So therefore, I sought the necessary skills to make that long-range journey possible. So a journey that started in Bangalore, India, actually taught me not only how to choose what is going to be right for me when I come out of that metamorphosis, just like the caterpillar thought that, oh my God, my life is over. There comes the caterpillar on the other side of its journey as a butterfly. I got to become a butterfly during my journey in Bangalore. I learned how to build relationships, how to establish lasting bonds. And I also learned the value of human kindness, how strangers will come around to help strangers because that's how we always end up accomplishing things as a society, as a community. Coming out of that journey, I also learned the value of learning the value of understanding what it takes to learn and grow and then help other people grow and bring them along for the journey. And it helped me understand that change is not a threat. It's an opportunity to seek new possibilities. It is an opportunity that we have to make sure we leverage, not just for our success, but to lay the foundation for the success of all the people who depend on us, the people we love, because we don't take our life journey alone. We have, we all have families. We have parents, we have siblings, we have spouses, we have children, we have grandparents. So whoever is on this journey with us as immediate family, as well as all the other relationships we build during this process of change, 
become the strength that sustains us. And so my pursuit of technology happened out of necessity, happened in a very, very untenable circumstances, but in a way, I would never ever want to go back and have a different life. This worked, this had a meaning, it had a good outcome. And I think it has allowed me to become the butterfly I am today. And I probably wouldn't want to change anything else. So as I have you mull over that story, I also want to take a moment to introduce my guests who are gonna come on as we come back from our break. My guests today are Mary-Kate, Ram, and Anayath, three young professionals who have chosen their own path to economic empowerment in their career journeys. They have taken this journey from different places through different routes, and therefore they bring different experiences to the table. I have had great joy and pleasure in working with these three young professionals, and one of the things I am the most excited about in having the private sector career I have is that I get to work with young people who bring different ways of looking at problems and different ways of formulating solution. And I end up learning from them. I am never ever embarrassed to say, you know what, can you show me how you did that? That is so cool. Maybe you need to, next time let's have a lunch break together and you show me how you went about doing this because I think I can use this to train some of my adult peers. And to me, one of the biggest impediments in a multi-generational workplace is that a lot of the experienced senior staff believe that the learning and growth is given from the top to the bottom. But in an information economy where the younger people are more prepared as knowledge workers, we have to be, as older, mature professionals, be willing to say, you know what? I want to mentor you and coach you and guide you in ways that you're going to be successful. But at the same time, I am humble enough and I have enough humility in me to know that you know things I don't know and I want you to teach me. That's the only way we are going to be able to learn and grow as an ongoing journey and that is the only way we are going to sustain a viable growth for our organizations in a multi-generational workplace. So please uh, let us go into a break. And when we come back, I would love nothing more than introducing my three young guests and we will extend this conversation further. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. 
Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. And at this moment, I would love to welcome my three guests, Kate, Mary-Kate, Anayath, and Ram to the show. Um, I want each of you to take a moment and talk about your individual journey, how you got to where you got to educationally and from your career perspective, and what made you become successful in your chosen way in an information economy as knowledge workers, because you are vital knowledge workers in the modern day corporate workplace. Yeah, well, thank you, Kaz, for the lovely introduction. Um, It's such a pleasure to be on the show. Um, uh, It's also been such a pleasure working with you. So I just want to echo that. Um, Again, my name is Mary-Kate, and I came to the information technology Um, space from an unlikely place. Uh, I actually started off my career in teaching um, and actually came into teaching from an unlikely major. Uh, My major in school was economics, but was looking to get into some service after college and looking into programs that I felt um, would kind of immerse me in a culture that I was not used to. So I ended up in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi, teaching seventh and eighth grade math for two years, learning how to be a teacher, um, learning how to teach math, as well as learning all the nuances and things of the South. I wanted to come back to my native Chicago um, to be back with friends and family. So I um, sought out to continue teaching to you know, discern if that was a career choice I wanted to keep making and wanted to teach in an urban high need setting. So I landed in the Inglewood community on the south side of Chicago, um, one of the more violent communities in the United States, and you know worked with some really inspiring um, kids who lead really incredibly tough lives. 
I was there for two years and learned an amount I can't even put into words, but felt Mm -hmm. a need to take a break from the classroom and Mm -hmm. learn a new skill, um, kind of build a different part of my brain than what I was using and also kind of get that emotional break that was really intense in my classroom experience. So as, as these things work out, networking, a friend of a friend um, introduced me to a company called Clarity Insights. And at the time, I was looking to gain new skills, but also more importantly, needed gainful employment <laughs> and said, sure, why not? I'd love to interview, um, research the company, learned um, kind of the different data and analytics work they were using to try and score my interview And they also had a program to incorporate um, new hires from college, also people in my position, a four-week boot camp into the different technologies and concepts that they use for their various consulting projects. So that was a way for me to um, kind of put my foot in a completely different door and was able to learn what I needed to know and also learn what I needed to learn. And so with that, just became really excited about not only engaging that part of my brain with kind of the puzzle mentality, but also working with businesses and still building relationships. You know, I think that's what I'm most passionate about. So being able to satisfy those two parts of me that I feel like I haven't been, wasn't able to do in my former career. So um, it's also been really exciting to work with Um, Someone like Kaz, who is a role model for a woman in technology as well as in an executive level to inspire me and show me what that path looks like. So I think a lot more learning is coming. And I think if I've learned anything from teaching, it's, you know, you have to be able to roll with it and you can always figure it out. You just need the time and the people to kind of help you along the way. Perfectly said. Thank you so much, Mary-Kate. Thanks a lot, Cass, for having us here. I mean, what an opportunity. Um, you know, for the listeners, my name is Nyeth. Um, the s- simplest way to describe myself is I'm a tech enthusiast. So naturally, I decided to pers- uh, pursue a background in computer science and engineering. And um, from there, I kind of ran into my first challenge where I really didn't know what I wanted to do in the sense that, you know, you could take that background and go down so many different paths. So, um, you know, I could either become a software engineer or pursue, you know, a career focusing on security or systems. So, you know, from there, I really just started looking for jobs and finding what was right for me. Um, you know, doing my job search, I, I came across Clarity Insights and, um, you know, looking into them a bit more and seeing what they were about, I was able to make some connections to what I was interested in. You know, I I know they're a big data analytics firm. And for me, as part of my college curriculum, uh, some of the courses I always enjoy the most was databases or or data mining. So for me, that really clicked. And, you know, I decided to join Clarity. And, um, you know, I must say I've made some good decisions and, and poor ones. And joining Clarity was probably one of my better ones. And I'm sure if I look back at it 20, 30 years from now, I'd probably feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just getting introduced to Clarity, I started with the leadership development program, was, which, was, which was an opportunity for me to learn about the different industries, you know, different technologies, and kind of get acquainted to consulting, which was totally new to me. That was, 
it was a completely new, you know, aspect to it. And, um, you know, that really helped me prepare for a lot of the accomplishments and achievements that I've been able to do, you know, over the last few years. And the leadership development program at Clarity is just, you know, it's a fantastic program. Crystal Kuzbutsky, the VP of the LDP, and, you know, her team have done a tremendous job of creating and defining that program to really prepare the next batch of leaders in this space. Um, and, you know, from there, I've just had a ton of support at Clarity. I, I you know, the mentorship that we offer, um, three of my closest friends right now at Clarity and people who've mentored me from day one, uh, want to give them a quick shout out as well. Uh, Dwayne Lyons, Tom Lynn and Brett, Brett Ballone, you know, they've offered countless support, just very talented and bright people. And, you know, through them and the other people at Clarity have kind of come to, um, some of the successes and achievements I've been able to accomplish now. That is beautiful. We all get here because of our mentors. So that is good to hear. Oh, thanks, Cass. To the listeners, this is Ram. Um, I was born and bred in a small uh, French colony in India called Pondicherry. Uh, then I graduated from uh, what do you call a, a municipal school in India. Then I uh, finished my engineering and I have a master's in electronics and telecommunication engineering. I always uh, fan of math, uh, anything to do with math, uh, kind of likes, you know, kind of uh, attracted to it. So uh, initially I thought that I would become an electronics engineer, but somehow uh, God didn't plan for me. You know, I ended up being a software engineer. So you know, I got selected from the campus. I worked for a small Japanese firm in India where I was intensively trained in a uh, lot of languages, uh, computer programming. So that's where my uh, information technology skills started actually. Before that, I was a pure uh, electronics uh, uh, telecommunication engineer. Um, from there, I worked in Japan for uh, a year. Uh, then I had an opportunity to move to US. Uh, I've been in working, you know, working in US for the past 18 years. Um, I worked on a various level of like a programmer, analyst, uh, senior architect. Right now, I'm working as a solution architect in a company called Clarity Insights. Um, again, Mary Kate Inayat and myself, we are all in the, you know, in the same project. We all met in the same project. Now we are all working for the same company right now. Um, Thank you. That is such wonderful backstories to how you got to where you got to. And I think one of the most interesting observations is we have a goal that codes. We have a young gentleman of the same generation, the millennial generation, went to school for technology. So both of you grew up around technology. We have a Gen Xer who is from India, who grew up in a different place in a different time, but generationally was empowered and coached and guided to enter the workplace in an information age. And I am probably the older Gen Xer who is closer to a baby boomer, not but not quite a baby boomer. So I'm one of those people who forgot to boom, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but so given our generational difference, given the different places we have come from, there is an underlying similarity in the journeys we've taken. And those are, none of you were afraid of change. You all wanted your life to be more meaningful. And you were always experimenting and employing the different parts of your brain. And 
we're all in jobs where we're not only employing our left side and right side of the brain, but we are teaching other people on how to use technology and how to use that knowledge to actually grow the business and develop the business. So as we come back from our break, what I want you to start thinking about is I want to talk about what are some of the changes you are seeing ahead in your own careers and how are you planning to stay ahead of those changes and then from there we'll go on to talk about how is the private sector and public sector workplaces are changing and what does the technology era uh, forward for us as professionals in the workplace. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. We hear just be you a lot these days. But who are you? What is an authentic life? The answer to these questions and more will be answered on The Authentic Living Show. Hosted by Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of today's spiritual, psychological experts and will provide her own wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your I am. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com for more information. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to our show, Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks How to Get It Just Right. Welcome back, Mary Kate and Ayeth and Ron. So, as we talked about uh, as we went for break, Where do you see some of the changes and challenges in your own careers? Because we all know the workplace is changing. The needs are changing. And as more and more technology and artificial intelligence come into play 
our skills need to be current. We need to remain relevant. So what are you seeing ahead for your own career and how are you planning for it? We'll go in the same sequence we did the intros. Sure. Um, I think the biggest thing, and this has been a theme, obviously, of this um, episode, but change, right? Um, It's coming in places we can expect and also places we can't. So that ability to be flexible, to um, hold on to certain standards of work, standards of excellence, but also know that those ways to get to what our ideal solution is could be different depending on the latest release of something or a new idea and kind of having that iterative approach of I'm going to fail fast and I'm going to figure it out and I'm not going to be afraid of a small mistake but know that it's going to lead me to Mm -hmm. something greater. I think even just taking a risk coming to clarity was I was obviously extremely nervous. I was surrounded Mm -hmm. by people with huge computer science backgrounds, engineering backgrounds, totally out of my element, but knowing, you know what, be humble, work hard. And I think kind of holding on to those core things is what's going to guide you in any business or even your personal development. Beautifully said. And ultimately, there is not a single person who succeeded in life who's never made a mistake. For sure. So not being afraid of making a mistake, but then knowing that you can overcome is so fundamental. And thank you so much for bringing that to the surface in our conversation. Thank you, Mary-Kate. And I have. Thanks, Cass. Um, so, you know, how I feel is in this day and age, you have to immerse yourself in technology and information. And for me, the best way to do that is through networking with other people. I think you referred to it earlier, right? When just talking to people, you kind of learn a lot about what they're doing, you know, new skills, new technologies. And that's one of the biggest ways I like to kind of stay relevant and learn more. Um, Additionally, just kind of, you know, keeping updated with social media, uh, LinkedIn, for example, just reading about trending articles, seeing what's going on. I, I think you have to, you, you constantly have to learn and adapt. You just can't, you know, be complacent and stay in one place. That's the best way to become irrelevant, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Thank you. And a good point. Social media is a good way if we can use it for constructive purpose. A lot of people use social media to talk about what they ate or what they saw. <laughs> but why not use it to actually feed in through a push mechanism, the kind of content each of us need to shape our lives. I always talk about this to people. People tell me, why are you always on social media? I tell them because A, I'm an educator and B, I'm a private sector professional in both cases. For me to stay ahead of things, I need to have things pushed to me. I don't have to, I don't know what I don't know unless I have them pushed to me through social media and there is nowhere better I'm gonna be privy to all of these things than keeping in touch with all the young people like I'm in touch with in my entire full spectrum of life. So no, that is a great point. And one of the things our listeners should start thinking about how do we use social media to do constructive things and have constructive conversations instead of all of the negativity or the destructive things or sharing too much personal. You know, the old saying people said, if only people could know what I'm thinking. Now nobody wants to know what somebody else is thinking. We know way too much about what people are thinking because of social media, but then why not learn? Ram, go ahead. 
share us your thoughts yes uh, growing up in india chikas right we had very less opportunity you know thank god like now we are in us right now uh, it's a land of opportunity we've been uh, given a lot of technology to learn work on it so again going back to my uh, age in india right where i where i know i i came from a very uh, what do you call a lower a middle class family so finance was a bigger problem for me it is a bigger challenge for me so i was in a tremendous pressure to know to do well in my colleges so that i could get into uh, good schools with you no know, less fees right that is a big challenge for me so coming out of the college like you now we got good industry then how do i now i got a job which i'm not even familiar with it i'm a electronics engineer who is working in a software industry that was an again a big challenge how do i stay how do i stay relevant in that industry right so to do that right i got to do lot of reading every day lot of you know uh, learning a lot of uh, time spent on books mm-hmm. and the internet to know to keep myself relevant with those kind of you know challenges mm-hmm. right so from there i left to japan where i was you know uh, i had a different culture different people mm-hmm. i'm away my, from my parents my relatives so it's so hard for me to adapt the different culture and the work culture there so that was again a challenge for me so i got to learn all these things as i i am in a job on a daily basis you know to cope up with these uh, hurdles mm-hmm. and then uh, come out of it then i came to us again it's a different culture different challenge here again language is a big barrier like you know even growing up in india we do speak english but not to the level like you now we speak in america right it's mm-hmm. a bigger challenge to you know uh, stay relevant in america with the language and the technology and other things so there were a lot of uh, what do you call challenges when i grew from uh, right from my uh, younger age till where i am right now still i am little senior to uh, my colleague sitting here so again i feel them as a competition to me so i have to stay relevant if i need to you know yes. be in this industry mm-hmm. for a longer time so how do i do that to do it i got to uh, what do you call uh, find my uh, strengths and then uh, really work on it and make it really stronger mm-hmm. and uh, find my weaknesses and then uh, now try to uh, uh, overcome the weaknesses yes. that is the only way i can do it uh, mm-hmm. at this stage mm-hmm. right at the same time i got to make sure that i am relevant with my industries and what is going on in the industry now mm-hmm. again as uh, inayat uh, pointed out social media internet all these things are a uh, uh, good source of uh, knowledge for mm-hmm. uh, me to grow I loved the way you framed the thought about your peers are also your competition. Doesn't mean it's a destructive relationship. It's a healthy competition where we are pushing each other to learn faster, grow faster and share a journey to get somewhere so that collectively you are on a team helping your clients do better. And that is something that sometimes gets lost competition doesn't mean for me to win everybody else has to lose competition can mean i need to get better and we need to help each other get better because together we get some place so that we work on different aspects of a project so that we end up delivering a cogent robust results to our client and we as a solution team we win because we have different roles on the team to fulfill so thank you for bringing that up and i think these are some very very important milestones for all of us including our listeners to start thinking about changes here it's not going away it's going to continue to happen 
getting angry about it, getting mad about it, or looking at somebody else and saying, oh, you came after me at a place where things were easier. Because, you know, I know, you know, one-year-olds who can handle technology better than their grandparents who are 60 years old. It's not that a child is born with a tech manual, their intuitiveness to learn technology and the way technology is programmed is rather intuitive for a young person than an older adult because we've been trained differently. So how do we, so as we continue this conversation and we are, even in our private sector workplaces, we have the baby boomers who still haven't retired. We have people over 65 who are in the workplace. We have all the way to the millennials and then the generation after the millennials are entering the workplace. So we have four or five generations in the workplace. Not everybody is computer savvy, not everybody wants to use technology, but even a simple thing like filing expense reports or booking an airline flight to go for a business meeting, everything is technology driven. Even applying for a job in a Walmart, you have to do it on a computer system. So what would be your advice? It's open to any of you to jump in. What would be your advice for older adults who are shifting to getting their heads around technologies here, I have to learn it. What would be your advice and how do you see young people helping older adults to learn? I think um, the first most difficult part is kind of just the attitude you approach anything with. So I think coming from my generation, the approach of like, they're this age, they can't learn this. And then on the contrary, they're this young entitled person, they can't help me. Mm-hmm. That you can kind of overcome that. So on both ends of the spectrum for young people being open and being gentle and being patient yes. and knowing that they grew up with these things and their older generation peers did not mm-hmm. and coming at a sense of generosity there. And I think on the flip side for, like you said earlier, you learn a lot from your younger peers and to kind of be able to put the pride away and say, I I need your help and building a relationship with someone you know can help you, can spend the time, you can ask the questions. Um, and then I think like anything, once you start to get it, you gain confidence. Yes. And then you're more willing to ask questions, but it's kind of that initial, I feel stupid, I don't know if I can do this, or the dismissal of, oh, they're never going to learn and kind of battling those two contrary attitudes. Um, I think those are the biggest barriers. And I also think the gender difference also plays a part. Women are more comfortable asking others to teach, but it's harder for men, just like men never stop and ask for directions even when they're lost, right? So I'm going to ask one of the two young gentlemen to give a male perspective on how can we start bridging this gap because it is a gap we have to overcome as a society. It is not country, it is not culture, it is a human societal challenge. Uh, it is by, uh, thanks guys, again. Uh, it is by having a mutual respect uh, gender-wise and you know, workplace-wise, age-wise, right? Everybody has a weaknesses and everybody has a strength in it, right? Inayat is very sharp in things you do, but I come with a lot of experience. It's how we uh, bring in the experience and the sharpness together in a workplace, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, to uh, be very productive about it rather than being saying that you know what hey you know uh, he's too old to learn things right mm-hmm. uh, it's it's all about mutual respect again coming to gender uh, right now i feel that you know 
uh, in all workplaces right women are treated equally well men are treated no men and women are more t- treated well and they each other have uh, self respect for you know each mm-hmm. of them so i see a good change uh, in workplace culture uh, rather than back in 20 years where i uh, what you said was absolutely right where women have uh, no qualms in asking a question but men do have uh, uh, what do you call uh, reservation reservation in asking a question to somebody else that mm-hmm. absolutely right So as we think about how we want to structure this conversation as uh, in my next segment uh let's start thinking about what are some of the challenges we are going to face collectively as a society uh especially we're all here sitting in America in the city of Chicago and regardless of the fields we're in technology is the fundamental way we perform all our jobs and in that arena while america has led the information economy and the information revolution in its public policy and its way of bringing all its citizens along for that journey of a knowledge worker in an information economy more than half our population have not been able to get on the bus for whatever one reason or the other we have left an entire population behind it is reflected in our political conversation it is reflected in the tone and tenor with which we engage with each other it is very apparent in the way our urban and rural communities are actually clashing with one another and so for us as a us economy to come out of this as a whole as a human society regardless of where in the world we are to be able to function as a whole this is something we're going to have to grapple with and i would like for us to have a very very serious conversation about that topic with my very young colleagues after the break change your world change your life voiceamericaempowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit casshenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's kashenry.com for more information. What's your purpose on the planet? Are you ready to make jumps to pursue your passions? We often make excuses, but it commonly leads back to fear. Sharing our stories provides an opportunity to learn lessons and leverage pearls of wisdom that we gain on life's journey. We'll help you push through the fears that hold you back from empowering you to experience pure love and live your life's purpose. Tune in to the Beth Bell Radio Show Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit casshenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. 
That's kashenry.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. We pick up our final segment to discuss how in a divided world and a divided society where some have gotten on the bus for the knowledge workers information economy age and a whole group of people have been left behind. And what do we do as a society to bridge that gap and take away that divide so that we can once again function as a full human society being there for one another, helping one another instead of getting in each other's way because of the fear that shapes everything we do. And anger is truly a metamorphosis, a way fear takes shape is anger. So how can we, those of us who are fortunate enough to be in the technology era successfully in our careers, help change that? Thanks, Cass. So for one, I I think we're doing a much better job of adapting to technology as is. If you look at school curriculums around around the country, um, they're starting to adapt to more, you know, coding and more technology level classes. And they're actually incorporating that in high schools. Right. Something that previously wasn't an option, at least for me growing up. Um, I mean, additionally, I I think everyone needs to be self-motivated and incorporate some areas of technology into their life. I mean, they don't have to completely be dedicated or focus on a career that's technology related, but do incorporate some aspects. Um, And, you know, quite frankly, in this day and age, there's really no reason to be ignorant with the resources that we have online, um, you know, just the training material that's out there, right? So I would just highly encourage everyone to just, you know, work hard at it, just, pick up those skills and kind of mm-hmm. you know, learn about technology. One of the places that I have seen offering basic technology literacy and education are the public libraries. Public libraries have Windows, Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel classes. They give uh, lessons on how to use social media. They give lessons on how to use the internet. So in my local communities, what I tell the older adults is, why don't you go to your local library and sign up? And then there are people who will spend time to bring you up to speed. One of the other things I have done in my prior communities that I have lived is gotten the young people involved in teaching the senior citizens social media and having the senior citizens help the young people with some of the things that they need mentorship and guidance on. And so constantly looking at ways for pairing generations it's going to become a key for us. It's not about one generation made it, the other generation missed the bus, or some geographies made it, some other geographies missed the bus. But constantly being aware of 
the entire global marketplace is the marketplace. If anybody is not on the bus, then that is a market that is not there yet. And so it is in our own economic interest to help everybody get there. And hopefully we have enough humility and enough uh, care for our fellow human Mm -hmm. beings that we can actually step out of our regular box and start doing things like that. And it's always good to see young people like the three of you come into established corporations as we start thinking about change. And then I have seen you pair up and partner with some senior folks from all over the world, right? Helping us train, helping us get people ready and helping solve the workplace problems through use of technology. So as we start thinking about what are some of the advice you would have for folks following in your footsteps or folks who want to do a career change and get into the world of technology. And technology doesn't necessarily mean technology jobs. Technology is now basic literacy, just like you need to know math and you need to have functional language skills. In today's world, to go to school or go to work, you need to have technology. To go on vacation, you need technology. You can't book a hotel room if you don't know to go online and book a hotel, right? So basic living requires capable capability of technology. What would be some of your advice? Think of your grandparents. Think of your great-grandparents. How, how could we do something to help them? Yeah, I think it's it's a tricky problem. Um, one of those, you can bring the horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And kind of, it does start with that internal motivation. But I think what builds and what motivates people are relationships. And mm-hmm. so programs or workplaces that are encouraging that cross-generational, cross-gender, even companies that are nationwide and have offices in different urban versus rural type areas, kind of encouraging that diversity, which allows you to meet and know people that come from different places, know different things, approach things differently, is really where that kind of richness comes from. So Mm -hmm. I I don't know a specific thing, but I I think that focus on how do we get out of our bubbles, our workplace bubbles, Mm -hmm our community bubbles and engage different cultural ways of thinking. Um, And I don't even mean cultural as in countries. I mean, living in, you know, a certain part of Chicago versus living in a certain part of Mississippi is like living in two different worlds. Mm -hmm. So I think being more creative and holding that as something that's important because the more people we get involved in this technology age and the less people left behind, more minds we have at the table to be innovative, to be creative. Yes, as a society, right, we all have a responsibility to self-analyze and motivate ourselves. It starts right at your home, right? If you are a parent uh, for your kids, right, are you motivating them to learn math, science, right, from their you know, younger age itself, right? And then how we, you know, as a parent or as a, you know, what you call elder generation, how we are going to be relevant with our kids? by joining them in a conversation on a technology or uh, mm-hmm. anything, even playing games, for example, right? Uh, I would love my dad to sit with me and then play a game with me yes. in a video game, uh-huh. right? So th- these are some of the things that they can do at the home, at ho- yes. home itself, to be relevant and then uh, for uh, bridging the gap between different generations. Yes. Encourage your kids to learn math and science, mm-hmm. technology, 
um, learn them, teach them, uh, what do you call, uh, provide them the computers, uh, teach them languages, programming skills, that will make them bright on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And those are very important takeaways, right? Everything in life is about relationships. If we can build relationships, we break down barriers. And then if we can make learning anything fun, we're going to get people engaged. So if we keep those two things, because that's what we know young children want, right? Children want to do things that are fun. And children want to do things that engage people they like. That's the relationship part. So those are very, very good takeaways for us in terms of continuing this conversation and thought on how do we bridge the gap because the information economy is here. We all have to be ready to function in the economy that is already here. And as we think about closing the show, because we are coming towards the end, do you guys have any recommendation, suggestion where our audience can go to listen or hear more about Clarity Insights or any of the other places to find uh, their roadmap or a blueprint to model their roadmap after? Yeah, so I would strongly encourage those who want to learn more about Clarity Insights, um, the offerings that we have, or if you're a client at an organization that has data challenges or looking to build new data-driven solutions to reach out to either of us three through LinkedIn, or you can visit our website. Wow, I cannot believe we are already out of time. Uh, thank you so much, Mary-Kate, Raman, and Ayat for spending this hour with me and our audience. Um, I encourage all of our audience to download our episodes and continue to listen and continue the conversation because our journey towards empowerment and helping each other doesn't stop at one radio show. And I cannot tell you how truly humbled and honored that you have joined me for another hour. I wish you all a wonderful week as you continue to be engaged with Unleash Arena Goldilocks, how to get it just right. And remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. And so let's go out there and transform lives and don't forget, to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then. 